Welcome everyone to the Roman Show. It's another episode, the last episode for the month of August as we conclude the eighth month of the year. And uh, well, we're heading down now into September and almost closing out 2019. And on this episode, we got a good one for you. We have the creator, the man, the mastermind behind the Fiend Mask and the Lamp. That's right. Remember the Fiend? He made his debut at SummerSlam. Well, we spoke to Kyle Scarborough, who is the mind mind behind the Fiend's uh, look with the mask. And he tells a a story as far as how he uh, got a hold of Bray Wyatt and well, you're just going to have to listen to the great interview. So coming up in just a few seconds, Kyle Scarborough and the Roman Show. We got lots to talk about. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. Go fly. Guidance. Surgeon. Go fly. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. All right, welcome back, everyone. It's another episode of The Roman Show. Really appreciate your time. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity for us to, uh, once again, uh, hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. You can shoot us an email, info at theromanshow.com. That's info at theromanshow.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know your thoughts, anything you'd like to know about the program or anything you'd like to share about the program, whether you agree with our opinions or not. Listen, we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to hear or, or read your opinions on the Roman Show right here. So info at theromanshow.com is the, is the email. She does an email. Special thanks, ladies and gentlemen, to Ball Wash. That's right. Get the funk off your junk. Head on over to ballwash.com. Use the, ro- the promo code ROMAN. That's R-O-M-A-N. And get a percentage off your sale. Also, collarandelbow.com. That's collarandelbowbrand.com, actually. Get yourself a collar and elbow t-shirt. Great designs and great-looking t-shirts. Collarandelbowbrand.com is the website. Use the promo code all in caps. The Roman Show to get a percentage off. And listen, what a great time we had at Titan FC. Had the opportunity to once again introduce Jason Suarez, the Titan FC featherweight champion by God. And we'll talk more about that later on in our section We like uh, that we'd like to talk about mixed martial arts. So stay tuned for that as we talk Titan FC in uh, our segment called The Showdown. All right, so let's talk some pro wrestling coming up next on The Roman Show. And now, it's time to give you a reality check. Remember to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Roman 01. O two. That's R Roman. O one. O two. Or O two. O one. That's R Roman. O two. O one. Once again, YouTube.com forward slash R Roman. O two. O one. But to make your life even easier, 
head on over to theromanshow.com. You're going to see the YouTube link. Hit the subscribe button, and that's all you need to worry about. We got a great interview with Martin Brown, Thailand FC champion. Speaks to us after he was actually supposed to defend his title against Baby Nazareth. Uh, but that did not happen uh, for unforeseen circumstances. So he'll get an opportunity to defend that title in Dominican Republic as 10 NFC is headed overseas once again. And Martin Brown will be out there defending his title. Also, head on over to a Twitter account at The Roman Show. On Instagram, Roman Show Media. And on Facebook, Roman Show Media as well. And we're always live 24-7. TheRomanShow.com. Head on over and visit the website for more details. Well, Tony Schiavone is, uh, has now joined with AEW. If you recall, Tony Schiavone made a comeback to pro wrestling, joining with Major League Wrestling, and now he's signed a full multi-year contract with AEW. If you remember, Tony Schiavone stated that he no longer wanted to be a part of the, the world of professional wrestling for whatever reason, though Court Bauer really did a number on him, and he got him back. And he was commentating for some time for MLW. He had some other commitments, but he's doing it again with MLW. And it turns out that actually you will be hearing Tony Schiavone both on AEW and MLW. So he really isn't leaving that company. You're just going to get more of Tony Schiavone. You'll get him on uh, AEW and on MLW. As far as where you'll hear him in AEW, that is yet to be determined because we have no idea. All we know is that he signed a contract with AEW, so expect him to see him sometime, you know, maybe promos or voiceovers or whatnot on the TNT program. But we don't know, right? AEW is still new. But what we do know is that AEW's pay-per-view All Out will be taking place in Chicago this weekend. Jericho will be taking on Paige for the heavyweight title. It's a... First time that we're going to crown a champion. Omega, who was scheduled to take on John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. Well, he suffered an injury, and Omega is now taking on Pac. The Young Bucks will be facing the Lucha Bros, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, in a uh, ladder match. And Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears, and many more matches. Now, out of all these matches, I would say that I'm pretty much most invested in the Young Buck versus Lucha Bros. You know, the the Pentagon is is freaking amazing. I love the guy. He's amazing. He always puts his body on the line. And and then after that, the Jericho and Page kind of of intriguing. But, you know, I I hope. I I hope they do a good job at this pay-per-view. The last one was was pretty decent. Uh, The first one they had. Uh, over in Las Vegas, when John Moxley made a debut, we don't know there what surprises we're gonna have. Uh, it's just a matter of time, right? As we get ready for the debut of AEW and TNT, I really think that this is gonna set the stage of what we are going to anticipate when they make their national broadcast debut in October. It has to because, as far as I'm concerned, there are no other programs or other pay per views scheduled. For September as of right now they haven't really announced anything I wouldn't be surprised if they throw in a little show why not uh, but as for now we're going to be crowning a new champion and, and it's going to be an all-out uh, pay-per-view this weekend the Labor Day weekend over in Chicago Illinois I'm sure that place is going to be nuts remember all in 
was the first pay-per-view that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and all those other guys pretty much coordinated. But at the time, it was not under the AEW umbrella. And they sold out the place. So I anticipate a pretty good show this time. I remember they got way better production. They got a, a bigger, better talent now. So it's not the same stuff that you saw back then. It's going to be at another level. Who are you most excited to see at AEW's All Out? Let us know. Shoot us an email. Info at theromanshow.com. And we'll go ahead and tweet about that. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's right. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be making a return to Madison Square Garden as WWE's Raw will be taking place at the historical uh, arena on September 9th. If you recall, Stone Cold was a part of the whole Raw reunion and, well, he's back. I don't remember. Maybe he's doing very well with those Stone Cold uh, episodes. They're doing very well on, on, um, on USA Network. Uh, but nonetheless, he's back. And so is The Undertaker that week. He's going to be on SmackDown. So they're definitely counting on the old school guys to make appearances, get those ratings back up. Now that AEW is just around the corner. It's about to get very exciting, wrestling fans. As AEW will battle with the WWE. Not Raw or SmackDown, but NXT. Oh boy, it's going to be very, very interesting. But you know, I took note of something. Someone brought up the good idea that Actually, the whole war between AEW and NXT could hurt SmackDown because at that time, think about it. You had Raw on Monday. Then you're going to have the two shows on Wednesday. It's like wrestling overload. And then you have to wait for Friday for SmackDown. It's just way too much, don't you think? It's going to be very interesting to see as we approach October, ladies and gentlemen. We're just about a month and change until we get to see the Wednesday Night Wars. I can't wait. I remember as a kid when I used to saw, uh, I used to see Nitro and Raw. I would sit right in front of the TV screen, right, uh, right after my football practice, grab a two, three, four f- slice of pizza. Yeah, it wasn't really healthy, but who cares? And just flip the channels between Nitro and Raw. And you never know what you were going to get. It was so much exciting times. And we're at that place again. Not at the same level. I think that the Nitro and the Raw War, the Monday Night Wars, it was at a different level. You know, they had the big, huge names. Remember, NXT, AEW, you're going to be seeing guys that were familiar, but not as much as, say, a Hogan or a Macho Man or a Razor Ramon. Yeah, Here we're going to see guys that you probably never heard of. And we're doing that with AEW. And then NXT is going to throw us a whole bunch of guys they were still learning and adapting to. So same deal. It's a very, very different atmosphere, but similar as far as wars go. Because, again, it's Raw uh, versus Nitro back then. And now you're having two companies that have very fresh faces, to say the least, and introducing it to the world. It's very interesting to see just a matter of time until we get to see both AEW versus NXT again. What are you going to watch? Whose team are you on? NXT or AEW? Love to hear your opinion. Info at theromanshow.com. Okay, so 
we had the opportunity of speaking to Kyle Scarborough. Kyle Scarborough is the man behind the Fiend's mask. He's the man, the creator. He sat down or spoke to Bray Wyatt, and he tells a very interesting story as how this all came about. In fact, he didn't even know when the whole lamp in the head came out. He saw it as everyone else did at the same time. So Kyle goes ahead and explains to us the whole story. It's very interesting. Mind you, he's a tattoo artist. Well, but a very creative mind he has as he came up with the concept of The Fiend. All right, guys. Kyle Scarborough joins us right now on The Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. And, uh, you know, SummerSlam was just a few days ago, but I have to tell you that still the talk is about Bray Wyatt making his re-debut uh, as a new person, as a new character, and that's The Fiend. And one of the top subjects that were discussed were was the lamp, the mask, how cool it was. Well, so now that I have the gentleman who created uh, the brains behind his creation, Mr. Kyle Scarborough, who joins us right now. He's also the owner of Washington Tattoo Collective. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us here on The Roman Show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So, so Kyle, how, how crazy was this? I mean, I, well, let's just get straight to the point. How did this all start? How did they reach out to you? How did it all begin? That, that, that right there, that phone call or that email or that text message or whatever you got must have been a pretty cool moment for you. It still is. The whole thing is still very surreal, uh, just as a fan of the sport. But, you know, really it all started with, uh, I shamelessly reached out to Bray about tattoos as a tattoo artist. And, um, you know, as a character, he's certainly a favorite. And so I sort of took a, a chance at just reaching out to him just to see if, you know, just even get a response. And I never even thought in a million years that it would ever go anywhere. But uh, fortunately for me, he took the time to check out the work and uh, contacted me. And I think for a lot of people, initially I thought, well, this is, this is odd. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was, again, very surreal. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And initially we talked and the discussion was about potential tattoo work for him which was going to be a lot of logistic issues as far as my location. I'm in Missouri. He's, uh, I believe, he's in Florida. So the, the location thing was going to be rough, but, you know, we had some plans in place, and due to scheduling, they were going in and out of, I believe this was around the time that they were doing a South Africa show. They were coming back into the States to hit St. Louis, and they were heading back out. I believe that was the first Saudi Arabia show. Mm. So when he attempted to plan it all out we couldn't quite make it work the plane you know he was still in Atlanta by the time we thought he would be up around St. Louis and it didn't pan out but he was very kind enough to still send me to the show go see uh, Monday Night Raw and sat me down front row which I'd never been that close so it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and I thought you know we just come be here check out the show and before it was all done he had uh, we stayed in touch during the show he wrestled that night with Matt Hardy and um and that was about it. But then he ended up contacting me. My phone's going off. And he said, hey, where are you seated at? Uh, had some folks come out, brought me to the back. We were able to kind of chat for a bit and just meet him officially uh, in person for the first time. And uh, just small talk about a lot of things. And he kind of started to initially go over these ideas and concepts that he was 
uh, having, which were um, really kind of out there. They weren't quite what he uh, is doing now, but it was pretty brilliant to hear. And um, and it was about it, you know. And then we just kind of periodically might stay in touch here and there, just highs and highs and that kind of thing. And then sometime over the fall, he uh, is when all of this began. He reached out. I believe he might have texted me first and said, hey, I'm going to call you later. And uh, I said, okay, you know, so I'm at home. And he gave me a ring and he said, uh, I, I sent you a bunch of images and I need to explain them. Which my phone was, I uh, had a lot of incoming information and um, sketches and uh, other imagery and things of that nature. And he began to present me with this concept. And uh, he was so meticulously detailed with everything that he was considering and had so many different points to make and uh, ultimately you know, kind of left it up to me uh, to try to put a piece together. At this point he already had the, the folks at Sabini Studios who have already done a lot of work with the WWE in the past so he had things in place and for any Eagle Eye fans out there they were noticing going back into Instagram stories and whatnot that he there was images of doll heads, which we now know is used as Abby the Witch uh, puppet, and we've seen other elements that he was hinting at, and then he was even kind enough to hint using the uh, illustrations I initially had done, which, when you're taking all those ideas, and someone is that detailed and so passionate and creative about what they're doing, to then have that presented to you artistically was, was very scary, because a lot of it seemingly kind of hinged on what, able, what I was able to put together because they were a bit of an impasse at that point. There was, he, had a, he had his vision and he had the team in place to, to begin things like sculpts, but there was something needed on paper for the sculptors and those creators to have a frame of reference. They needed somebody to illustrate it and somehow I was the lucky man who he reached out to and uh, along with that, these, these ideas and concepts and illustrations had to be presented to the company um, upwards to, I believe, Mr. McMahon. They had to, to see the visual of what this could become. So it was a lot of uh, a lot of pressure for me, but certainly a really exciting task. So we really kind of started with that, and uh, here we are now. Wow, how crazy is that? So th- this whole, so really, because the, usually they, there's talks in pro wrestling that the creators have a lot of role in uh, saying what the character should do or, or how they look and so forth so Bray Wyatt really has been the person taking his initiative on his own character and they're giving him the liberty and to trust you I mean because he has to go ahead and present it to Vince McMahon and the rest of the staff and the board That that's that's a true honor so it is and I think that's what perhaps some people don't fully understand and I do not pretend to know the ins and outs of this so I am not uh, taking an authoritative stance that I know all the the, the, the the backroom meeting kind of stuff and how these things play out but what I do know is that everything that Bray has presented when you start including you get some hands in the mix as far as the production side of things whether it be illustrations that I did whether it be scopes that Jason and the folks at Sydney Studios had done to the people that are involved in the production side of things but uh, now with his new music I mean there's a lot of you know, as we, I heard it presented amongst the rest of us who've been involved in this process, is that you know it kind of it takes a village, and so you know Bray is essentially coming at this with his mastermind idea, and all these things have to work. And I think and believe that the ideas that he has only work if he's allowed to express them the way he does. And so far, I have no reason to think that's not the case. So 
while I'm sure that there are creative side of things in the company that have perhaps may or may not have helped along, this is this is all him. You know, this wasn't something presented to him said, hey, run with it, and he's talented enough to run with it. He's both talented enough to run with whatever's presented to him. I honestly believe that and always have. That's why he's, you know, stayed as relevant as he has, and that's why he's as talented as he is, and he is. But the biggest point that he's been understood is this is his creation, and this is his this is his baby and we are now seeing how this is just peeling back layer after layer going all the way back years to things that he's shared on social media to things that he's presented fans are noticing the description that he gave for a little uh, WWE YouTube vignette about uh, a haunted house or haunted story a ghost story mm-hmm. and that's from 2015 and in it he presents this ghostly character who's tall with long yellow hair and bright yellow eyes and, 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 and a big smile. So he's describing the scene back then. So this is obviously, this is something that's percolated with him for a long time. And it's now getting a chance to finally come out. Very creative and very wise part and to have you on the team as well. So was there a lot of back and forth? Was there a lot of drafts until it finally got finalized? And was there a challenge? No, it, it, the process, the artistic process was almost too easy. Uh, really, because when he described a lot of it, certainly in, in, in the initial ideas, he presented a bunch of different things, and some are obvious. And so I think what's been kind of funny is what he was initially describing it, and along the lines, and he kept kind of really touching on this idea of this face that was kind of pulled and taut and stretched. And one of his examples was similarly, goes, are you a, uh, like with the Joker, are you a Batman fan? Well, I'm one of the biggest Batman fans there is. So I thought, of course I am. What do you do? You know, it couldn't be any more perfect just as a fan of, of that. And so he reached out. He's describing what Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder did for the New 52 run of the Joker where he removes his face and has a face stretch. Well, he liked that look. And along with that were some other elements such as the detailing around the eyes and what the influences come through. A lot of these influences are just things that he likes. They're his passions. And so that got to be put into this new creation. So initially when the illustrations came out, I'd say the vast majority of people were amazingly uh, supportive and kind, as, as, as kind as the internet can be. But there were some who said, well, that seems just like, you know, the, the Joker reference. And I, could, I had to bite my tongue because I said, there's so much more and it's going to keep happening. And, and, we, and we've seen it. We've seen the evolution of the, of the vignettes, the mask, and now this lantern which blew up. So we're, we're seeing these this constant evolution. So it's not... He's, there's so many layers to it, and honestly, there's layers to it that I have no clue, and that's been half the fun for me as a fan, too, along with everyone else, to watch this unfold. I'm just, I'm a part of that process, but beyond that, I'm a fan. And so I get just as excited, if not more so, to see these things than a lot of other people because of how creative it all is. So, were you happened to be at SummerSlam? Were you invited to see your creation, or had you already seen the creation physically of the lamp? They, or did you just see it over a computer? They sent you a draft? No, the lamp was new. I had no clue. Uh, we stayed in touch initially during the initial creation process of the mask. I was able to see that come along. You know, he would send me updated shots um, from the team and, you know, just, you know, kind of let me know what was going on and keep me updated. So that was all really, really, really fun. And there are other elements, too, that, you know, I may have either heard about or, you know, again, when things debut on TV or when they happen, a lot of that's completely brand new you know it's he's got his own thing to worry about and he's, he's busy enough as it is so that's the part where I get to sit back and watch it so actually the, land, the mask I knew 
I got to see that evolve. But the the lantern was actually new. I knew that he had reached out and asked about it. I believe it was on a different conversation than the one regarding the mask. It was something presented later. And because I wasn't seeing an update or from him or I wasn't getting anything, and I, went, I don't like to bug him. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I had no idea. I had no idea what it was going to look like. He just said, hey, I want to take my old face. I want to stretch it over a lantern. And I thought, that is insane. But <laughs> of course you do. So I, you know, I drew it as is. And then I put the illustration out there. Uh, truth be told, I don't recall if he wanted, I believe he wanted the uh, the eyes to be hollow and he thought to have the uh, light going from the eyes too. So without having any context of what was being done with the creation, I saw it come out on TV with everybody else. And when it did, when they did more of these stitched overlook and whatnot, I thought that was just as great. It actually made it more graphic and gory, in my opinion. And I think I, along with a lot of people, are probably going... Wow, they're they're putting this on TV, you know, and it, it was yeah. a, it's a pretty extreme look. But I think it's so wrapped in a very dreamlike, surrealistic, fantasy type of state to it. It's not just for me. This is my interpretation. I think that's a fun part of science because there's so much to this that we can sort of take away from. I don't see it as just a straightforward horror monster character. I, I see it much more multi-layered than that. So I think when you do that. I feel that maybe you're allowed to get away with a little bit more. You're allowed to kind of push things a little bit more because it's so off kilter that it's not so, uh, that it can be more uh, fantasy based. And as a result, I think you can do more with it. So I saw that lantern uh, on TV with everybody else. And, you know, uh, we reached out and chatted a bit when it was all said and done. But uh, beyond that, I had no idea when it was going to debut or how. So that was just as exciting for me as it was anyone else. So. With this, I'm sure many opportunities have opened up. Has there been any other opportunities? Has anyone reached out to you because of this creation for Bray Wyatt in the WWE? Not in WWE. Uh, you know, initially when we put the, the idea together, and there are things on the table, and there are things that options and possibilities presented. But as of right now, it's just been what we've done. Um, I don't want to speak on it too much more than that. I don't I hope you come allowed to. But I, there are, uh, there's still more to come. Okay. But beyond that, beyond what I've already done and what may happen and when, that's all, I have no idea. But uh, the options are there. And as far as outside of WWE, I mean, I've had multiple people, you know, reach out as far as potentially doing some other projects or designing things and of course just the influx of people who have the fans who've reached out and you know a lot of it's just how amazing that's been just the amount of people who've reached out and had such kind of things to say things that you know still kind of blow my mind I think I sometimes have to stop and realize what's being said because it's pretty heavy stuff you know for fans and, and again as a fan myself uh, and I'm 38 years old so I've uh, you know I've been able to be you know pretty intently watching since uh, you know the 80s through now and for them to say that this is something that has reignited their passion, um, maybe just for the WWE, or maybe they ignited their passion for pro wrestling, period, that's, that's a lot to take in. And people are, you know, very kind to want to give credit. And I can't stress it enough. I mean, uh, I, I'm grateful for everyone's kind words, but I'm, again, a part of this process. You know, this is all, it's just exciting to, to watch it all unfold. So things are in place. Things have been brought up. I've been presented with options, but you know, ultimately, right now, we're just kind of still focused on what's still being presented, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Well, Kai, I want to thank you so much for your time and thanking your story. Congratulations on this work, and I'm sure now those opportunities uh, or those dreams will be coming true for, uh, for you. And uh, look forward to seeing some of your artwork 
elsewhere, right? It could be Hollywood next. It could be anywhere. But thank you so much for your time, Kyle. (laughs) You never know where it takes you. You got it. Thanks so much, Kyle. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, Kyle. Thanks so much for uh, joining us on the program, letting us know about the mask. Really appreciate it. And I am sure that man and his brains, his artistic brains, I'm sure someone else is noticing. You never know. It might be uh, creating something for Marvel or whatnot. So kudos for that and good luck uh, with your rest of your career there, Kyle. Very creative mind. Well, uh, Titan FC was really an exciting event, exciting night. You saw Jason Suarez 14-0. He keeps his Titan FC featherweight championship. He destroyed Andrew Whitney once again, made it look also easy. We don't know what his future holds, but it's just a matter of time until this guy just goes into a UFC or Bellator. I, I think it's just a matter of time. I don't think we'll see him again in Titan FC, but never say never. But very, very uh, exciting guy. I, I know that he's not your Conor McGregor. He's not talking crap. He's not showboating or doing all this nonsense. He's a fighter. And he fights to win. He's not here to 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 do a, a pro wrestling match. He's here to win and to prove to you that he is the best that is out there right now. And he needs an opportunity for the big leagues, a UFC, a Bellator, a one, whatever it is. But get this guy an opportunity. Jason Suarez from Miami, Florida, definitely pulling it out there uh, as a fighter. And we had some other great individuals. Some of them made the debut. Danny Sabatello, great fighter, fighting out of uh, Coconut Creek, Florida, made a, a an impactful debut actually for Titan FC. Then we had Kyle Uruguay and Bruce Lechmidiao in a kickboxing fight. It's the first time that Titan FC holds a kickboxing fight. And Kaya Uruguay came out on top. Great match between the two, I have to say. They both gave it their heart. They gave her their all. Really back and forth fight. Exciting, man. Super, super exciting fight. And overall, the, the, the fight card was so great. Even the undercard. Nandan Quinones defeated his opponent in a very uh, uh, easy fashion, you would say. Black Santa, uh, Amos, or Miles Amos, phenomenal fighter. Keep an eye on this guy. He is definitely going to raise some eyebrows. As he gets some more wins under his belt. So Titan FC though did announce that they're headed to Dominican Republic in October. October 19th live on the UFC Fight Pass. It's going to be exciting. Santo Domingo. Titan FC. MMA. Ooh, it's going to be fun. Conor McGregor spoke to Ariel Hawani last week. And basically cried or begged for a fight. Say what you say. But he pretty, pretty much saying that he's like oh i'm ready i'm ready to go and i'll take on anyone and he did apologize he said he 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 was at the wrong time he did a wrong thing and punching the old man at the bar for not take or drinking his whiskey he apologizes but he said he's willing to fight anyone and anything he mentioned some of the names max holloway nate diaz for the th- the trilogy uh kahib normagadev Frankie Edgar, Frankie Edgar already voiced his opinion. He said he's ready to go anytime, any place. But to me, in my opinion, I think that Nate Diaz is the man to to really 
go back and get another fight with Conor McGregor and, and, and see who the top guy is. Get this trilogy going. In my, in my opinion, in my book, he won that second fight. I think clearly, clearly, Diaz won those two fights. But whatever. It is what it is. So why not? Go ahead. Have the trilogy. Let's see who wins, McGregor or Nate Diaz. And remember, Nate Diaz just had a phenomenal performance after coming back to the octagon after taking a three-year leave or a three-year uh, vacation, if you say, right? Away from the octagon. The UFC will have a, uh, a great fight card this weekend overseas in China, to be exact. And Jessica Andrade will put her strawweight title against Wheelie Zhang, who is only 19-1. and one. Jessica is 20-6. and six. Zhang comes in very strong. I think she has a, a very strong... Uh, a stand-up game, but we don't know when to anticipate uh, compared to the opponent that she has taken on. Jessica Andrade, uh, another fierce fighter. Her uh, her last win uh, was against Tisha Torres, and I'm talking about Zhang. She defeated Tisha uh, by unanimous decision. Uh, very, very explosive fighter. I, I think maybe this might be the opportunity where... We might see the first Asian win a title. I don't recall in the UFC an Asian winning a title. Uh, and funny to see because she praises Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey says that she feels like a proud mom praising uh, Weili Zhang for giving the encouragement to get herself on, uh, on, a, on the UFC's big stage. Remind you that this fight card, however, is going to be kind of hard to see depending where you are. Reason being is because it will be airing on ESPN at 3 a.m. live for the undercard or the preliminary card. And then the main card will air on ESPN Plus at 6 a.m. So why don't you remind you that? So roughly maybe about 9 o'clock in the morning, you have all your results. Very excited to see this over in China. Hey, kudos to Nick Newell. Nick Newell. You remember, he's a one-on fighter, putting out his guts, his gore. He's going all out, right? He's not. He doesn't care uh, that he only has one hand. But I will tell you this: Jim Ammon, former uh, Major League Baseball pitcher, gave him props. He went on Twitter and said, "Hey, good for you. You know, you never gave up, and here you are, Bellator, a big promotion, the first big promotion, in my opinion, for Nick Newell, and he uh, defeated his opponent via submission." Because he was in World Series of Fighting. But I don't think the World Series of Fighting is not the same level as Bellator. If you remember, World Series of Fighting now is Premier Fight League, which airs on ESPN. But Bellator is more consistent. They're well-known. And they are the number two right after the UFC. So kudos to Nick Neal, who is doing something that many, many doubted, but is doing it very well. Now I want to talk a little rock and roll, a little heavy metal. Because, oh, and by the way, guys, totally forgot. This Saturday, uh, NXT TakeOver UK will be live this Saturday. Just a reminder about that. I know totally forgot to mention that. But yes, it will be live, yes, right before AEW's All Out. But just a reminder that that will be there on the WWE Network. Check that out. But um, Kill Switch Engage released Atonement, their latest album, and by God, what a phenomenal freaking album. I haven't stopped 
playing the thing. I must have heard every single song over a hundred times. Every song in that album, in my opinion, is just amazing. Signal Fire has Howard Jones, the second singer after Jesse, make an appearance of both Jesse and Howard. The two singers of Kill Switch Engage sing together. Amazing, amazing song. Us Against the World, The Crownless King featuring Chuck Billy. Oh, as sure as the sun will rise, is melodic, it's heavy. Listen, you just can't get any better than this. If you haven't had the opportunity to listen to Atonement, do yourself now a favor and get on over to Spotify or purchase it, whatever the hell it is, and invest in that album. Because, man, I cannot wait. I'm crossing my fingers. Kill Switch Engage comes to South Florida. Because, oh, would I love to hear that band with this new album. Ooh-wee. Alright guys, thank you very much for joining us on the Roman Show once again. Reminder to follow us on our socials at the Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media on Instagram, and Facebook, and on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Alright guys, thank you very much. We'll catch you next week. We're here on the Roman Show. You know what it is. You haven't on, you haven't heard. Thanks very much. We'll catch you next time. We're here at the Roman Show.